June 26th. As we look into the New Testament today, we'll be reading from the book of Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 34. We'll look into rejecting the new. The Jews in Thessalonica were not interested in the new faith or the new thing that Paul preached, but the Gentile God-seekers accepted the gospel and were saved. We'll read about investigating the new. The next town was just the opposite. The Jews in Berea took time to examine the evidence and study the scriptures. There are fair-minded people in every nation, and God knows who they are. And then we'll be looking for the new. The people in Athens spent their time and nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Boy, how like our world today. The quest for novelty overshadows the search for reality. Paul's sermon was a masterpiece of tact and teaching, and a few people were converted. Paul offered them newness of life through the resurrection, and most of the listeners rejected it. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 26th, Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 34. Now Paul and Silas traveled through the towns of Amphipolis and Apollonia and came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths in a row he interpreted the scriptures to the people. He was explaining and proving the prophecies about the sufferings of the Messiah and his rising from the dead. He said, This Jesus I am telling you about is the Messiah. Some who listened were persuaded and became converts, including a large number of godly Greek men and also many important women of the city. But the Jewish leaders were jealous, so they gathered some worthless fellows from the streets to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas, so they could drag them out to the crowd. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead, and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have turned the rest of the world upside down, and now they are here disturbing our city, they shouted. And Jason has let them into his home. They are all guilty of treason against Caesar, for they profess allegiance to another king, Jesus. The people of the city, as well as the city officials, were thrown into turmoil by these reports. But the officials released Jason and the other believers after they had posted bail. That very night the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, they went to the synagogue, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to check up on Paul and Silas, to see if they were really teaching the truth. As a result, many Jews believed, as did some of the prominent Greek women and many men. But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. The believers acted at once, sending Paul on to the coast, while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with him to Athens. Then they returned to Berea with a message for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join him. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. 
He went to the synagogue to debate with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles, and he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. He also had a debate with some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. When he told them about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, This babbler has picked up some strange ideas. Others said, He's pushing some foreign religion. Then they took him to the Council of Philosophers. Come and tell us more about this new religion, they said. You are saying some other startling things, and we want to know what it's all about. It should be explained that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens, seemed to spend all their time discussing the latest ideas. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious. For as I was walking along, I saw your many altars, and one of them had this inscription on it, To an unknown God. You have been worshipping Him without knowing who He is, and now I wish to tell you about Him. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since He is Lord of heaven and earth, He doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve His needs, for He has no needs. He Himself gives life and breath to everything and He satisfies every need there is. From one man He created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand which should rise and fall, and He determined their boundaries. His purpose in all of this was that the nations should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. For in Him we live and move and exist. As one of your own poets says, we are his offspring. And since this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. God overlooked people's former ignorance about these things, but now he commands everyone everywhere to turn away from idols and turn to him. For he has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed, and he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead. When they heard Paul speak of the resurrection of a person who had been dead, some laughed, but others said, We want to hear more about this later. That ended Paul's discussion with them, but some joined him and became believers. Among them were Dionysius, a member of the council, a woman named Damaris, and others. Leaders are very unique people. They have a very simple distinction and that is their thinking is different leaders do not think like followers leaders used to be followers all of them but what made them cross the line was a certain mentality that kicked in somewhere something happened to them that made them think differently and I normally call that attitudes that influence people if you want to be an impactful personality, you have to develop certain types of thinking and perceptions that change the way you see yourself and see the world. I call this the spirit of leadership. Now there are only two animals on the planet that the creator identified himself with. I want you to write them down. And when I read the Bible, I was shocked to find that there are two animals that the Creator identified himself with. The first one is the eagle. The eagle. 
And the second animal is the lion. And the lion has what I call the spirit of leadership. And this word spirit here is referring to attitude. A leader has a attitude that makes him or her different from followers. And the lion exhibits that attitude. We have to cultivate the same attitudes that the lion has because the lion apparently has been given the same attitudes that God himself identifies with and he put it in these creatures. And apparently you and I are supposed to be the king of the animal kingdom, the rulers of all animals. So obviously we have somewhere trapped on the inside these same potential attitudes. One of the saddest things I discovered is that you need a tombstone. People who are successful don't need tombstones. The reason why we need tombstones is because we were so useless on earth that wherever they planted us, they have to mark the spot to remind us that you used to be here. I want to challenge you from this day forward, and I believe I was sent here from my country to tell you to live in such a way from this point on that you wouldn't need a tombstone. What is the wealthiest spot on earth? Qual é o lugar mais rico da terra? It's the cemetery. É o cemitério. And why is the cemetery the wealthiest spot on earth? E por que é o cemitério o lugar mais rico da terra? Because buried in the cemetery, porque enterrados ali no cemitério, are books that were never written. Estão livros que nunca foram escritos. In the cemetery, no cemitério, are buried. Estão enterrados. Music that was never played. Música que nunca foram tocadas. Paintings that were never painted. Pinturas que nunca foram feitas. Estão nos cemitérios. The graveyard is filled. O cemitério está cheio. With businesses that never opened. Com negócios que nunca foram abertos. Magazines that were never published. Revistas que nunca foram publicadas. Ideas that never became reality. Ideias que nunca se tornaram Visions that never became a reality. Visões que nunca se tornaram realidade. Estão no cemitério. What a wealthy place. Que lugar rico. The graveyard is a rich place. O cemitério é um lugar rico. Because buried in the graveyard. Porque enterrado no cemitério. Great men. Estão grandes homens. Who died as alcoholics. Que morreram como alcoólatras. Awesome women. Mulheres impressionantes. Who died as prostitutes. Que morreram como prostitutas, viciadas em drogas. What a wealthy place. Oh, que lugar rico. Why? Por quê? Because people took their treasure to the cemetery. Porque as pessoas levaram os tesouros para o cemitério. I am afraid. Eu tenho medo that sitting in your chair right now. De que sentado aí na sua cadeira agora mesmo. Is a person. Está uma pessoa who is a candidate. Que é um candidato to add to the wealth of the cemetery. Para acrescentar a riqueza do cemitério. Many of you in this room. Muitos de vocês aqui neste lugar are carrying books. Estão carregando livros. 
that you've not written. Que você não escreveu. Music. Música. That you've not written. Que você não escreveu. Businesses. Negócios. That you've not opened. Que vocês não abriram. Magazines. Revistas. That you've not published. Que vocês não publicaram. Schools. Escolas. That you've not opened. Que vocês não abriram. And you're sitting here. E você está sentado with that treasure. Com esse tesouro. And every day that passes. E cada dia que se passa. You are getting closer. Você está chegando mais perto, mais perto. To the cemetery. Do cemitério. You didn't come to this planet. Você não veio a esse planeta. Just to receive. Apenas para receber. Mas você veio aqui para dar. God sent you here. Deus te enviou aqui. With an assignment. Com uma missão. To fulfill. Para cumprir. Don't rob us. Não nos roube. Don't let the cemetery. Não deixe o cemitério. Get your treasure. Pegar o teu tesouro. Die empty. Morra vazio. Smartandrelentless.com. Today we're reading Psalm 144, verses 1 through 15. This is another battle song to help you in your spiritual warfare. Listen, let God train you before the battle. In yourself, you're nothing, but God loves you and equips you for what lies ahead. God does not always explain how He prepares you, so accept His disciplines by faith. David fought a lion and a bear before God let him fight a giant. Each morning, put on the whole armor of God and be ready for the trumpet call. Let God help you in the battle. God's hand is there to strengthen and deliver you. So don't be afraid to engage the enemy. You're fighting the Lord's battles, and He will not abandon you. You can count on that. And don't forget to sing. Sing God's praises after the battle. Thank Him for all He's done for you personally, for your family, and for your nation. Psalm 144, verses 1-15 through 15, A Psalm of David Bless the Lord who is my rock. He gives me strength for war and skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my deliverer. He stands before me as a shield, and I take refuge in Him. He subdues the nations under me. O Lord, what are mortals that you should notice us, mere humans that you should care for us? For we are like a breath of air. Our days are like a passing shadow. Bend down the heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so they billow smoke. Release your lightning bolts and scatter your enemies. Release your arrows and confuse them. Reach down from heaven and rescue me. Deliver me from deep waters, from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie. I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises with a ten-stringed harp. For you grant victory to kings. You are the one who rescued your servant David. Save me from the fatal sword. Rescue me from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie. May our sons flourish in their youth, like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars, carved to beautify a palace. May our farms be filled with crops of every kind. May the flocks in our fields multiply by the thousands, even tens of thousands. And may our oxen be loaded down with produce. May there be no breached walls, no forced exile, no cries of distress in our squares. Yes, happy are those who have it like this. Happy indeed are those whose God is the Lord.
Proverbs 17, verses 27 and 28. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought to be wise when they keep silent. When they keep their mouths shut, they seem intelligent.